1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Let's start today with first-time buyers. Are you seeing them out there this year? They are. They are out there, Tina, and they're skipping up properties. A lot of them are turning from rentals to home ownership. And with the money being as cheap as it is, this is always a, you know, always a great time for first-time buyers because they may have some money that they've saved up, and without them traveling or having a lot of expenses to commute back and forth to work, they were able to save a few more dollars, and they're putting that into a down payment and taking advantage of the low rates right now. So for those first-time buyers listening this morning, what advice do you have? for them right out of the gate? The advice to them would be make sure that you have all your ducks in order before you start to look at houses. That means get pre-qualified, know how much down payment you have, know how much your closing costs will be because these things will add up and at times people don't realize everything that goes into purchasing a home. So work with a realtor that uh, is well-versed with dealing with first-time buyers and, and is able to show you the ropes. The other thing, Tina, is don't get too excited about a particular house because if it ends up in multiple offers, your emotions get the best of you, and you could end up overpaying for this home or overcommitting to you know what you're uh, able to purchase or not purchase, and that way – it's going to affect the mortgage. It's going to affect how much down payment, and you could end up losing a lot of money. Okay, so then what do you say to those buyers who might get caught up in that multiple offer situation? How do you deal with it? Well, right now what we're seeing is there's, uh, there's also some buyer fatigue going on as well. So the, the way to deal with it is to take the emotions out of your purchase. you got to remember this is your first home it's got to make sense in terms of, you know, how much money you're going to make off of this property in the next five years or 10 years or however long you anticipate staying in this property because this is a stepping stone for you to turn into your maybe your forever home or your next home. And if you treat this as an investment purchase, don't get too excited about it. That's the best way to do it. And that way you're not going to get caught up in the emotional multiple offer game. On the flip side, what we're seeing is people have been in multiple offers since June, July, and they've lost out on a lot of properties because they're being outbid or, you know, they don't have, the other people don't have conditions where sometimes first-time buyers, they get too stuck on conditions and, and having a, a home inspection clause or a financing clause. Both of those clauses can be dealt with prior to the offer date. So, you know, don't go in with conditions if you're going into a, a multiple offer situation. Have your down payment or your uh, deposit check with you. There's a lot of things that you can do to solidify your offer without having to overpay. 
And and with that comes, uh, you know, if you're losing health, you're going to have buyer fatigue, which is what we're seeing. And now first-time buyers are shying away saying, hey, even though these houses are priced within our price point, we cannot purchase them because we're losing out by twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 on these. And that's what we're seeing right now. You talked about keeping the emotion out of it. Isn't that easier said than done? It sure is. And that's why when you're dealing with a realtor, it helps ground you because we're able to say, listen, you're getting too excited. This house is not worth this much. We can find something else that's going to come up in the next month or so, and you'll be able to save ten or $15,000 without being in a multiple offer situation. So it's really important to have that guidance from a real estate agent that is active in the market because we get to see a lot of the properties coming up. We know when a property is going to sell over market value, and we're able to talk you out of, you know, going in uh, full force on those those homes. You know, we hear that word lately a great deal, fatigue, COVID fatigue. What do you mean by buyer fatigue? How do you define that? That's when you're going out in multiple offers and either you're not able to secure a home because you keep putting conditions in or you're not able to afford the home that, uh, you know, after multiple prices, uh, sorry, multiple offers, the prices seem to climb. So, the buyers get frustrated, and then what you see is you see them sitting on the sidelines saying, well, I'm just going to wait until these bidding wars are over, and then I'm going to go out and purchase. There's a risk to that as well in that if you see a home you absolutely love and it has everything that you are looking for in your first home, you want to be able to act on that. And that's why I was saying you need to have all your decks in order. You need to be pre-approved. You need to know exactly how much you can spend, exactly what it's going to cost you at the end of the day. And right now with money being cheap, you can actually spend a little bit more than you were probably thinking a few months ago. At the same time, when you keep losing out on these multiple offers or these bidding wars, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get tired. And that's what we mean by buyer fatigue. Okay. The cost of borrowing, as you suggested, is quite low. Is inventory still an issue, and is new construction an option? Inventory is an issue, and we have some, we've seen some of the lowest inventory levels that I've seen in my entire real estate career just this year. There's been a lot of people sitting on the fence waiting to list their home, and now we're starting to see some properties come on, but we haven't caught up to the demand. So demand is still heavily outweighing supply, and that's an issue. And new construction is a great option for first-time buyers and, well, actually, any, any investors as well because that inventory, as it comes up, you have an opportunity to go in and you're not going to get into bidding wars. You know, sometimes you might have to stand in line to get that property, but if you're dealing with a realtor that has allocation, and by that I mean they're well-known to the builder and they've sold for that builder, so they get priority access to these projects. We have priority access to a lot of the projects in the city, and uh, we're able to get people into these condominium projects or new home projects before it's open to the general public. That's where you want to be if you're purchasing a home and you don't have a specific timeline to be in that home. Because some of these condos, you know, they take two years or three years to build. Mm-hmm. 
some people need to be in a home right now and they can't wait, but if they do have that luxury to wait out the construction period, sometimes for homes you can move in in a couple of months because they're already being built. So there's lots of options with new construction and uh, that uh, that takes a lot of the uh, stress away from first-time buyers as well. It sure does. After the break, we take a close-up look at new construction. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. More with Asif Khan and Remax Prime Properties when we come back. At KS Floors, the only result we will accept is a satisfied customer. Our team specializes in interior finishing and designs. Our meticulous process ends only when you are completely satisfied. KS Floors has the suppliers that can be counted on for quality and the installers you can trust. Even in the current environment, we can safely provide a quote and installation, so you have the confidence to move forward with your home improvement projects. For information or to schedule an appointment, go to ks-floors.ca or call us at 416-566-7523. Beautiful flooring, expertly installed. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Ben Myers. Ben is president of Bullpen Research and Consulting, and Ben is somewhat of a regular on our show now. Welcome back, Ben. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Ben, we're, we're talking about options available to buyers out there to try and relieve some of the stress from the buyer fatigue that surrounds the uh, multiple offer, the bidding wars. And new construction is always one of those options. Tell us a little bit about what's happening with new construction, supply, construction delays. Sure, sure. I mean, I uh, I bought two two new homes myself, so yeah, I didn't want to get into the to the, the the bidding wars and getting my hopes up and and ending up overbidding and stuff like that. So uh, you know, and because I'm tall, I like those high ceilings as well. So yeah, so the so the new market is is actually surprisingly uh, strong given the uh, you know the COVID nineteen situation. Um, you know. A lot of people are looking for more space that they're they're working from home. So we've kind of seen a resurgence in in sales in the uh, what I would call the the low rise or low density market. You know, suburban, single detached, semi detached, and uh, and townhome markets. Uh, they're really seeing a big increase in sales. Uh, and even the high rise condo market. There's been a, you know obviously there's been a lot of talk about the the rent decline. Um, you know, I, I do work for a company called Rentals.ca, and we do you know we do analysis across the country, but uh, a lot of a lot of focus recently on in declines in the downtown um, you know condo rental market. You know, and rent rent declines in 10, 15, and even 20 percent in some projects. So, so there was there was you know a lot of concern that investors would uh, would not buy, but um, you know the, the I think there's. There's a lot of, uh, you know, still bullishness on, on Toronto and, and, and a lot of people think that this is just a, a short-term phenomenon. So investors are still buying. I mean, they're, they're, they're looking at, you know, 
purchasing a, a pre-construction condominium and then knowing that it's going to be four, you know, in some instances even five years before they take possession of that unit. So they do they believe there'll be a vaccine by then? People will be back working in the downtown towers and and will be back to you know being a desirable, uh, extremely desirable place to live. So you know when anyone's looking to buy uh, a new property, especially a high-rise property, they have to take into consideration how long it's going to take before this building gets completed. We've heard those stories, Ben, about folks leaving Toronto proper and that downtown core. Is that what you're seeing as well? And they're all heading to the 905 and beyond because they do want a great deal more space? Well, certainly we hear it anecdotally. I mean, and, you know, looking at some of the, uh, the the statistics from the real estate board on on the number of transactions, there's certainly been a big increase in transactions in, in the retail market in those in in, uh, in the suburban markets and even you know uh, secondary markets like Aurelia and uh, and Barry and and Grimsby and Niagara Falls. You know, I'm certainly hearing uh, even in Kitchener is seeing a huge increase in rental rates. Uh, in the Kitchener market. So, uh, you know, I think people are, you know, maybe it's just temporary. You know, I've certainly uh, uh, heard people who live in, in, in condominiums downtown putting them up for rent for a year and then moving somewhere else for a year because their, their employer has said, yeah, we're going to at least be remote for another year. So they're taking that as an opportunity to, to live somewhere else and, and, uh, and live a little bit different lifestyle, all right? Whether, what, what other opportunities are they going to have to, to do something like that? So it's an interesting trend, um, and we'll we'll see how long it long it lasts. Uh, you know, when you're when you 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 got a 350 square foot downtown condo because you were a workaholic and you left at you know seven o'clock in the morning and didn't get home till nine o'clock, and then, but now you've got to work at home from this really tiny space. You can see how uh, you know, people might feel that they're. Uh, that that's a little bit too cramped and, and they're, are looking elsewhere. But and then even people that that were eventually planning to move out of the city because they wanted some more space are just saying, you know, this is the time to do it. You know, now it's kind of the impetus and the, uh, the um, you know, the motivation to, to finally make that move. And what we're seeing, then is some of the remote areas uh, like Collingwood and Huntsville, buried. They're now getting a lot of new construction that they haven't seen for years, but it's selling out just like it was downtown Toronto four or five years ago or even now. Are you seeing that trend? Are more and more developers looking at going up north or out east and starting to build condos on the water and such all over there? Yeah, I mean... Developers that are downtown core centric don't typically look at those those types of markets. Um, you know, they come with a lot of risk. Uh, you know, in a down market, you know, you just don't see transactions happen in in those types of uh, those types of markets. You know, it's a slow sell because a lot of times, you know, you're you're going after end users that are selling their primary residence, so they have no real sense of urgency. They'd like to see the project get under construction, but, you know, the developer needs a certain amount of sales before they can actually qualify for construction financing. So, you, you know, and the development game is a, is, a, is a long one, right? You have to buy the land. you got to put it through the approvals process. you got to start the sale. So by that time, there might be, a you know, a vaccine in place, and, and, and people don't want to live in, 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 in those markets anymore, right? So... Uh, I'm not. I don't I see it to be a you know a rush for developers to start buying up properties in in those markets. And ben, what do you want to say to listeners who perhaps are 
you know, they're worried about their finances or job security. Do you think they should still seriously consider taking advantage of those low mortgage rates right now? Well, whenever I, you know, make recommendations to uh, to any end user, right, as opposed to, you know, my, my typical business is advising, you know, developers, lenders, and, and landowners. Whenever I, uh, you know, speak to an individual buyer, I say, you have to make sure that this is a place that you want to live in for five years or longer, right, just to make sure that you're you're covering yourself off in terms of any you know, declines in, in the marketplace. So, so if you're not secure in, in your job or you're not, uh, um, you know, if, if it's not a place you can see yourself living in, I would I would just recommend renting and, and saving and, and make sure you're in a, a much more stable situation. So, uh, and, and certainly right now, with rent declines, you're, you're, you've got a little bit more negotiating power than you ever, and you ever had before. But uh, if you're, you know, someone that's in a stable job and you've, you've got that down payment saved, and, you know, this is the time to do it, right? You know, with, with, with interest rates at record low levels and, and the, the Bank of Canada making the commitment to keep the overnight rate low for, you know, at least the next couple of years as we uh, kind of get out of this, uh, you know, the, the economic doldrums that are you know associated with this uh, with this pandemic. So um, if, if you're in that position and you've been thinking about buying, I think probably now is a is a better time than any to, to jump in. And Ben, how has the the lack of foreign investment? I mean, with the price points in the Toronto area, we've always been a very attractive city for foreign investors to come and invest in, and even have two, three, four, multiple properties. How has this COVID pause affected that aspect of it, and when do you see that coming back? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's – and people always overplay the number of, you know, foreign investors in our market. You know, in some of the, the huge downtown towers, there might be 10% foreign uh, foreign ownership, but I see that as a positive thing. You know, they're, they're helping the uh, – the project gets sold. Their, 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 you know, their demand is increasing the amount of units in the building, which eventually increases supply. I don't think there's going to be a significant drop off in that activity. Um, you know, if anything, there might be an increase because uh, you know a lot of these governments in several of these countries are trying to prop up their economy by you know by by spending money, and that could cause inflation, and then that could cause deflation. In the future, so there's you know there's economic uncertainty with the currency in some of these countries. So they want to you know get it into a stable economy like Canada, and, and it's more about capital preservation in, 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 as opposed to capital appreciation. So they just want to get it into a, a hard asset and, and and come to Canada with it. So um, so we'll see you know, if there's any increase or decrease in, in that activity. Um, there's certainly been less talk about it lately. I know it was a it was a, a a big thing when I was tracking the market back in 2011 and 2012. People were talking about it a lot, and then in Vancouver, you know, there's been a lot of chat about it. And they've you know they've increased their their foreign buyers tax, and we have you know now have the 15% foreign buyers tax as well. So um, that certainly uh, decreases the amount of people that are that are going to come and, and, and buy properties in our market because of that that tax. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting phenomenon, and, and I hope they still come. You know, they're transferring their their capital into the Canadian market and, and putting it in the hands of uh, putting it in the hands of Canadians. And Ben, if you were to leave us with some final thoughts, then as we head into the last couple of months of 2020, what would you say to buyers and sellers right now? Well, I always say think long term. 
I mean, people get too caught up in the in the short term, um, you know, happenings in the marketplace. If you're looking to buy something, think about five year timeline of uh, of ownership. I mean, other than you know, 1989 to 1994, you know, the period. You buy something, uh, and five years later, it's likely to be worth more than than what you uh, purchased it for. So. Um, so I think that's, uh, that, that's the, the greatest advice that I can give to someone, you know, flipping and, 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 and over leveraging yourself. That's never <laughs> a good thing to do. And, and, and just be cautious with your, with your finances. And great information as always. If people want to read some of your reports, where can they go to follow you or to get more information? <laughs> Yeah, if people want to uh, look at some of the stuff that I tweet, you know, my personal account is at Ben Myers 29. You might get some uh, real estate. You might get some baseball. You might get some anti-Trump, you know, a little bit <laughs> that once in a while. But uh, uh, if you want only real estate, uh, you know, my 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 company account is uh, at Bullpen Consult or, um, you know, bullpenconsulting.ca is my website. I, I track the, the land market, the the rental market. I'm looking at the new home market. So a little bit of everything coming out of that. Thanks so much, and we look forward to having you on again soon. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Always a great conversation. When we come back, Asif tackles your questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. And the first one comes from Lee in Richmond Hill. He writes, my neighbor wants to list his home and thinks he can make money with a low list price and by causing a bidding war. Asif, what do you think about his strategy? Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's there's times where you can do that in the market, and the time for that was probably this year it would have been June or July, where you could list high because there was a lot of demand out there at that time. So you want to do that when there's a lot of eyeballs on your property. Right now, what's happened is the majority of those purchasers that were out there have already bought. The take right now is if you price it low and are waiting. What happens when the offers don't come in on offer night? Because, remember, we are just talking about buyer fatigue. They don't want to compete. So they're actually looking for listings that do not have an offer date and are priced relatively well and and where they're going to sell. When a a listing comes out, and and it's not – it's not common, but we've seen some agents price listings for a dollar, and that just means that the agent has no clue on what that value of that home is, and they're just trying to let the market decide. When you have a properly priced listing, at times you can actually get more for that listing than you can by playing games such as pricing it low and waiting. And, and again, there's times. like You usually see that happen in February or March in a normal year. In 2020, we saw that happen in June and July. And you risk right now what you risk is nobody will come to your offer night. And now you're stuck at a lower price point and you have to cancel your listing and relist it at a reasonable price point. 
Do you think that Lee's neighbor is getting bad real estate advice? You know, it's, um, we don't want to step on uh, other realtors' toes, and everyone has their different strategies. However, it would not be a strategy that a lot of the active agents will use at this time right now. There are certain, again, the market, you have to time it with the strategies that you're going to have in place in order to get the most out of it for your clients, and this would not be the time to use that strategy. You're always the diplomat. I love it. But don't you think? <laughs> um, but don't you think here that you know maybe they're, you know, it's not the right strategy. Can we not agree that you know there is a better way to go at this, especially as you have suggested that buyers and sellers out there, all of them, they are so much more sophisticated. They know what they want to go for. They know what they want to spend. And, you know, they really are aware of the market. They've done their homework. They have. And when you're looking at, uh, you know, the buyer mindset right now, is they don't want to overpay. Mm-hmm. So if you've priced your home at a million dollars and you know it's worth a million too, someone's going to come in at a million fifty or a million one hundred and think that they're overpaying for this home because it's priced at a million dollars right now. Whereas if you were priced at a million two, that's the market value. You're going to get that, and it's going to be a quicker, less stressful sale. You're going to attract the right people to that home because when you're putting it out for a million dollars, you're attracting people that they can afford a million-dollar home. Mm-hmm. And even if it does go up to a million, too, and emotions get the best of people and they purchase it, there's a chance that this may not close because that buyer was never pre-approved for $1.2 million. So there's a lot of different aspects to this. And, you know, pricing it properly, having an agent that actually takes the time to make you understand what the values are in the neighborhood, what places are going to appraise for, that's another big thing right now is what are they going to appraise for. Seller greed is just as high right now as buyer fatigue. And by seller greed, I mean people are trying to get 10, 15, 20% more than their neighbor got because that's what they believe their home is worth. It's not going to happen because the banks are not going to appraise that house for whatever you want to sell it for. So as a seller, one thing you need to keep in mind is you can't be the highest bidder for your own home because you're not buying it again. Mm-hmm. You need to price it at market value where people are looking in your subdivision, and that's going to help you get the best return on your investment. Our next question comes from Lawrence in Unionville. Why do agents' lawn signs often say, coming soon? What does that mean, and why do they do it? Asif? It's another marketing method that they use to let people know that uh, a home is going to be coming onto the market. Often, especially in this market right now, you're going to see two, three, four homes for sale in a subdivision. And if people are going through and they're seeing these homes, your home is coming on in a few days, you're going to put up a sign and say, hey, if you're out in this area looking, I just want to let you know that this home is going to be on the market shortly. And, you know, you may want to consider this as part of your search. So what it does is it just lets people know it allows you some time from when you've signed the listing to when the listing is staged and ready to go. It gives you that marketing period where you can alert people that, hey, this is coming up. It allows you to 
create some demand for that listing as soon as it goes live on the multiple listing service and it just generates some interest for the seller. So it's in the best interest of the seller to allow this and at the same time it helps buyers by letting them know because the thing you don't want as a buyer is you go out and settle on a house and then all of a sudden the house that you had your eyes set on for the last two, three years comes on the market. So this, the coming soon signs will alert you to say, this is coming up. All right. So it's a heads up. Marketing, 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 is it? That's it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. If our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? You know, they can get me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.